Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. podcast. This is Holly and Amy and Kristen. And today it's just the three of us doing another blazing through the headlines episode, just to make sure that you, our listeners, our thinkers are on top of what's going on as well. And listen, it's tough to keep up because there is so much insanity in this world and so many liars and gaslighters. I mean, it's wild even this morning girls i was on i was on instagram and i was posting some things on my personal page i try to keep up it's very hard for me to do these days but i'm trying to put some stuff on my personal page and on just think but just this whole thing with you know the lab leak so just this morning alone the lab leak theory remember when people were deplatformed for saying covid came from a lab and then slowly but surely i mean john stewart was one of the first celebrities to kind of go on and mm-hmm. you know on late night tv and go i mean basically insinuate yeah. you know it came from a lab i mean it's called the wuhan novel coronavirus and there's a wuhan novel coronavirus lab like it's like it's not even a stretch to imagine right <laughs> Okay, so people were deplatformed. We were criticized of being far right extremists, Trumpers, whatever. If you said it came from China and it came from a lab. So this morning, it's back in the news because you know they've been interviewing Fauci, who has conveniently forgotten everything that's happened in his life the last mm. And um, one of the things that came out today was how the um, Francis Collins. Remember the one who sang the little ditty on his guitar? Oh, I mean, God. Oh, I forgot about that. Oh, Lordy. Vomit. Vomit. <laughs> um, he came out and said, yeah, um, yeah. So it's, it's not unlikely that it came from a lab. And again, remember when the three presidents like got on, on TV, there was Bush. I mean, you want to know who the deep state is. Oh. I mean, it's, it was Bush, Obama, and Clinton. And they were all saying, just get the jab. It's safe and effective. It's safe and effective. Like it was wild, y'all. So anyway, I was revisiting old headlines and then looking at where we are today. And you girls know, because we do this all the time. We're like, we were right. We were right. We were right. Not right. Not I mean, waiting to be wrong. I think we would honestly, if we could find one thing that like, we're like, yeah, that was wrong. It'd be almost refreshing because it's terrifying to mm-hmm. know how much lying Gaslighting has happened and the media has perpetuated it. They have been their cronies. There is no objective journalism unless you're someone like Michael Schellenberger, mm-hmm. who is net, who, or Matt Taibbi or um, Glenn Greenwald. 
right? Like I'm telling you guys, go follow Alex Barrents and go follow these people. Because honestly, I think every single one of them was a left-leaning voter who is still telling the truth on what's happening. Barry Weiss, you know, the free press. So anyway, um, but I was just thinking about how we we now know we have more evidence that the things that those of us have that we were deplatformed for that that this is actually true. And I guess what we want to do in today's episode as we run through these headlines is we just want you guys to know what we're seeing. You tell us what you're seeing, but to make sure that you are sharing what you know, because the media is not going to do it. So should we kick off right there with MSNBC and Rachel Maddow, girls? What do you think? Yes. And before we start, I want to say Amy and I were walking the other day in one of our million walks that we've had already with 75 hard. Um, <laughs> walk, run, whatever, out, outdoor walkouts, workouts, but, um, how, you know, obviously, and I've told our kids, we are literally, obviously living through major history in the making. And I am so thankful that we have had this podcast because it's basically our documentation. I told her, I was like, I wish that I had like, we could all write a book. Like yeah. if we could be like, taking notes and doing all this. So I'm just so glad. I'm like, I want to go back and revisit some of our episodes of what we've it's, talked about. Cause we've even forgotten some of the things we've addressed, you know, and things coming out. We're like, Oh my God, we talked about that. But anyway, so it's just, I'm so grateful that we yeah. have this podcast and thank you all for your support and for listening and sharing and just keeping us going because this yeah. is going to be just basically our documentation of history. Yeah, <laughs> our documentation that we were right. But the most frustrating part about it though, to me y'all real quick before we go into this video is that like, yeah. it doesn't even matter because they just come out and say these things and just move on. Like, oh, well, well yeah, it was likely from a lab. Like we've yeah. known and this for years. Years. we've been trying to say it for years, we've been persecuted for it for years. And then they just come out years later and they're like, yeah. And you know, and the media will just be like, yeah, so it was likely anyway, next story. Um, Holly, your sister sent a tweet to our little group text the other day. And it's so funny. It just goes along with this. It says, somebody said, what's the weirdest thing about American culture? And somebody commented and said, every 20 years or so they declassify a file that says, you're right. We did it. What are you going to do about it? That's kind of like how it is. It's just like time goes on. Yeah. Once everything's faded out and people forget and people move on, then they come out and say, well, yeah, you know, we always knew masks were not good. Or yeah, we, we knew that was from the lab or yeah. And it's just like they expect people to just be okay. With that. And well, they've they got also- to do that for so long doing that. But I think and- they're going to have a harder time now with social media and all of us keep talking about it and keep bringing it up and keep, you know, calling out their lies. And and listen, everybody, share the information. Please do not rely on the Michael Schellenbergers or us or anyone else, any other podcast or media source that you go to, to share. We don't, we got to amplify our voices of truth here, right? Like if you find evidence that what has been said is not true, please share it with anyone who's willing to listen. It's the only way we can save this country because honestly, we already know. And again, we'll point people back to the interview that Tucker did with um, the evolutionary biologist. Um, gosh, y'all, you know who I'm talking about? Wet Weinstein? Yeah, Brett. Weinstein. Brett. Brett. If, if you'll listen to him, he says, they're gonna come after the podcast. It's on the who's agenda to come after the podcast and the independent journalists that were reporting against the narrative. They're go- you think they're going to go quietly into that good night now that they've been exposed? No, they're going to du- they're doubling down. It's what they yep. do. Okay, let's just take for example. 
Trump just won in Iowa bigly. 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 <laughs> bigly. <laughs> by a lot. He would say by a lot. By a lot. I mean, and uh, what's wild is to have watched MSNBC's coverage of the victory and if in calling Trump and MAGA fascists while saying they will not give airtime to Donald Trump because he'll use it to spread hatred and lies. Mm. This is so upside down. Were they talking about The View or Donald Trump? Right? <laughs> and you got Joy Behar saying that The View is that it should be everybody's source. <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. Did she say that? She said it. She was oh. just listening to us. She was just listening to us. Oh, yeah. You better be careful who you listen to. Just listen to us. Listen, we don't tell people that. We say, go find where we're wrong. Please go listen to opposite sources of information and prove what we're saying wrong. I'm telling people only listen to you. That is a sign. That is mm -hmm. a sign, right? Okay, listen to Rachel Maddow. The projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. Did you see what happened last Monday night after Donald Trump won a landslide victory in Iowa? His remarks tonight will not air here live. Rachel Maddow announced that MSNBC would not be covering Trump's victory speech. An invasion. We have an invasion of millions and, and millions. CNN cut away after just a few minutes of it. I can't imagine why they think that's a good thing. Donald Trump declaring victory with a historically a strong showing. Why was that? According to Maddow, it's because Trump and his supporters are fascists. We are worried about potential rise of fascism in this country. And Trump spreads misinformation. There is a cost to us as a news organization of knowingly broadcasting untrue things. CNN's Jake Tapper gave a similar reason. But the fact that a politician says things that news reporters disagree with has never before been a reason for them not to cover speeches by politicians. CNN and MSNBC could have shown Trump's speech and then spent the rest of the night criticizing it. And why didn't the same standard apply to Haley and DeSantis, Trump's competitors? What's so puzzling about all of this is that CNN has completely reversed its position. Last year, for instance, CNN broadcast an entire town hall meeting You're a nasty person, I'll tell you. between Trump and its anchor, Caitlin Collins. Now, to some extent, CNN and MSNBC might be responding to their viewers who hate Trump with a passion and just don't want to listen to him. Or it could be that elements within the U.S. government put pressure on CNN and MSNBC to censor Trump. But I think the main reason lies elsewhere. After the Trump town hall meeting, many mainstream journalists, including ones within CNN, I still respectfully disagree with allowing Donald Trump to appear in that particular format. Declared the broadcast a disaster, not just for CNN, but for democracy and, you know, truth. Reporters said that CNN and other news organizations should stop giving Trump any airtime in order to save democracy. They think saving democracy requires censoring Trump, keeping him off the ballot, including by putting him in prison if necessary. Um, this is nuts that the, the journalists are calling on CNN and MSNBC not to show Trump's speeches. So this is a prime example of them trying to tell you what to think and not just to think. Yeah. When you all think she says we're worried about a rise in fascism. <laughs> I just find fascism lately. I, like It's so bizarre. It's, it's like, like the, the, new race, it's the new racism. It's the new buzzword that you could just say yeah. to like mm -hmm. fascist.
Fascism would censor free speech. Who is censoring Donald Trump's free speech? Listen, if you think Donald Trump is a threat to this country and you believe that, see, this is the problem. They don't think the average American can think for themselves. That's the whole problem. Because what I would do is I would say, listen to this fool, right? If I really thought that, I'd be like, do you hear what he's saying? Kind of like Schellenberger said, play it and then give your commentary. But the more that you don't allow him and people start picking up on this, I believe it only drives his popularity up. That people start to go, I am anti, like most people want to, they they want the freedom to think and to have the information. I think most people don't realize they don't have it all. I think most people still, there are so many people that still watch The View, CNN, MSNBC. I mean, even Fox, I don't trust Fox either. Let's be real clear. This is not like bipartisan. I think any, any, if you have any entity that is pushing for an agenda, that's not journalism. It's just not. And I also just can't believe that like the, just the democratic party, the people, the people who are loyal to that party and are going to vote for that party, you're not even being given a choice of who you can vote for. Like there's the other guy who was it, Dean Phillips or somebody. Oh, it was, um, it was Dawson's Creek. Do you remember when the, uh, the actor from Dawson's Creek, um, James Vanderbeek came out and was like, he said it, but like, there was somebody who was like wanting to be on the ballot and they're just like, no, basically. So I'm like, so tell me who is, um, facilitating voter suppression and threats to democracy. Right. When you won't even have a, you won't even let anybody else on your ballot, but Joe Biden. And so anybody who wants to vote, you know, for the democratic party, you are, you have to vote for this candidate. Sorry, that's it. I mean, that's well, a threat to democracy. That's like, voter suppression. Right. Like, what the heck? And how are people okay with that? How are people not seeing when they're on TV talking about threat to democracy, threat to democracy, threat to democracy and voter suppression? I mean, you're being okay. suppressed. You get one candidate and that's it. RFK had to actually go register as an independent so that he could run. Yeah. I mean, that is Can voter suppression. And there's so many people a lot of independent voters and people on the left and right who like RFK, right? right. I mean, we're, we're great admirers of him for what he has done in exposing the corruption of corporations and the government. It's I mean, projecting, it's projecting like everything that they are doing, they project out to others. Like when they're calling fascism, when they're calling yes. threats to democracy, it's like, look at yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where well, it's just so bizarre. And that's, you know, there's a scripture in the Bible that actually says that. It says, you who are judging others are actually guilty of the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're the one who's doing it. And that's why you're projecting it, right? It's like, it's you're, you're casting judgment on people for the very things you're doing. And it's wild that they don't see it. They have, but this is fear, guys. Listen, do I think there's evil people who want to shut Trump down 100%? But I think people like Rachel Maddow and her simple-mindedness, it's just very scared. I think she has convinced herself or been convinced that Trump is the enemy and she's got a whole paycheck dependent on her making sure the whole world thinks that too, right? So there's a lot of motivation for her to to take this stance. And Jake Tapper. And there's a lot of pressure, it sounds like, because she even admits in the the longer clip that they have had multiple, they keep revisiting this issue, multiple meetings. They keep. Talk so this is like a big topic of conversation within the media. Like I mean, come on, y'all. 
<laughs> it look, it's not follow the money. I mean, it is follow the money. It's yeah. follow the silenced, follow That's the censor. When somebody, when they're shutting somebody down, you got to ask why and go find out. Exactly. And run the speech. And if, I mean, I know, look, he can be long-winded and he can start saying some things that are just off the wall. But you know what? Just like social media, if you don't feel like listening, change the channel. Right. You know what I mean? Can you just, and he is, I don't care what, this is what's wild. He's a former president of the United States. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, they have so demonized him. And like Amy said, he says stuff that you're like, it, it's the it's the delivery, I think, more sometimes mm-hmm. than actually what he says that is like off-putting. But like, okay, well, let's play the, let's play this. I was about to say this is a great segue into the JP Morgan CEO. And before you even play it real quick, Holly, I'm I'm gonna reiterate the point that I always say that if you are having a major surgery, a major trauma surgery. Would you, or some kind of major issue medically, would you rather have the doctor that knows his shit and is going to do what needs to be done and is like, does it right and may have a horrible bedside manner, may be off the wall, or do you want the one that's just nice, but doesn't know what the hell he's doing? Which one are you going to choose? That's right. Sometimes you have to put away the emotions and look at the facts. And this is exactly what um, this guy, I can't remember what his name is, James. And and can we just also add, we're not telling anyone who to vote for. What we're trying to do is to just point out where there is really kind of what Amy said earlier, voter suppression, or there's not the, the, the information along all of the candidates is not fair. There is absolute distortion of information. Um, that is, and, and, and the fact that if you just look at our current president, who can't seem to string several sentences together, right? Like, why is there not more coverage of his shortcomings? Right. Why isn't there more coverage? I mean, oh, by the way, just came out DOJ, Biden's Department of Justice just acknowledged that it was Hunter Biden's laptop. Mm-hmm. There's another one. There's another one. So why? Guess, guess who's not covering it? The old, I cannot find NBC, CNN, anyone covering the fact that the Department of Justice has finally acknowledged it. Not one this morning as of the recording. This is January 18th. Can't find one. So listen to, we, we posted this on our Instagram. We asked you to go follow us there after we got deplatformed. We have a new account, Just Think the Podcast. And um, we're trying to get our 42,000 followers back, 43,000 followers back. It helps. It helps promote the podcast, to we be just honest. Need like 39,000 more. Yeah, 39,000 more. <laughs> you know, if you guys there, we'd appreciate it. But we, we shared this. Uh, JP, Morgan, JP Morgan's CEO, Jamie, uh, I don't know if it's Diamond or Damon. I'm not sure how he says his last name. Sorry, Jamie. But um, he talks to CNBC about Trump. And we thought what he said is true. I think it's pretty fair. We think that's pre- this is a pretty fair assessment. Check it out. I wish the Democrats would think a little more carefully when they talk about MAGA. When people say MAGA, they're actually looking at people voting for Trump and they think they're voting and they're basically scapegoating them, that you are like him. Uh, and But I don't think they're voting for Trump because of his family values. If you look, just take a step back, be honest. He's kind of right about NATO, kind of right about immigration. Mm-hmm. He grew the economy quite well. China, China ta- virus. Tax reform worked. Mm-hmm. He was right about some of China. I don't. Th- I don't like what he did. Oh, I said China virus. Yeah, I understand. He, he made right. He, he, and I don't like how he said things about I Mexico. I don't like. But he wasn't wrong about some of these critical issues. 
And that's why they're voting for him. And, and I think people should be a little more respectful of our fellow citizens. And when you guys have people up here, you should, have, you should always ask the why. Not like it's a binary thing. You're supporting right. Trump. You're not supporting Trump. Why are you supporting Trump? It's hard to Trump? hate 75 million of your fellow Americans. It's, I, I agree. Done and, and, you know, the Democrats have done a pretty good job with the deplorables, right. hugging onto their Bibles and their beer and their guns. I mean, really, like, can we just stop that stuff and actually grow up and treat other people with respect and listen to them a little bit? Jimmy. And, and I do think the economy will affect. And I think this, this negative talk about MAGA is going to hurt Biden's election oh, campaign. I wish the Democrats. So, I mean, I mean, it's been made clear that like when Biden is making these his latest speeches and stuff, he's 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 out there saying that the biggest threat to our country, the biggest you know threat to our democracy is MAGA. That's what he's out there saying. It's, like not the border, not anything like he is out there. He's perpetuating this division. And when you say MAGA, if you're talking MAGA as anyone who voted for Trump, that is like 75 million Americans. Yes. So you are literally, you know, when he first, the party of unity and healing, unity and healing is what he would say oh, please. When, he, when he was campaigning. Oh, we're going to, we're going to heal and unify this country. No, you're not. No, you're not. You are alienating 75 million people still to this day. He's getting up on stage and saying that that's the biggest threat to our country is MAGA. Okay. Mm. And it's, it's just ridiculous. And I love the reporter, the CNBC guy. He just can't even stand it that this is happening. He's in the, we all hear him. He's going, China virus, China virus, China virus. Like he's trying to just insert something that Trump said that is like not politically correct, like just to make him, you know, and he's like, yeah, he might've said some things, that, but it doesn't matter. He's like, you look at China virus. I mean, he just can't even handle that, that this guy is like talking so much sense. And where did the, the virus originate? We know. Yeah, I thought he was saying that he's, he was right about China virus, that it came from China. So, yeah, no, I think he's. Just, I think he was trying to say it in a derogatory way, like right. that he's calling it the China virus he said because, right. yeah, he's calling it the China virus because they were all up in arms about him saying that. Well, remember Trump had marked through his notes. They had how they got a picture of his notes was kind of wild, but they had a picture of his notes during a speech where he had marked through Corona and wrote China virus. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me though. To me, I mean that's that's Trump. It's like you have friends that you know that like. They step on toes. They speak their mind, but you love them anyway. And I'm not saying people need to love Trump, but I'm just saying, like, you just know that's how they are. They're not going to change. That's just it, you know? Oh, and, and I think it's, this is, again, I think if we want to talk about why he is going to get votes from a whole lot of Americans, including, do you see Meek Mill tweeted out? They yeah, just wait, wait until you see who the poor black folks are voting for. Mm-hmm. Um, let me tell you what, their life's not better. And and one of the best examples I have of that is when I was in Florida after the 2020 election and I was on a, on a beach and I was talking to one of the guys who was working for the house and he was Cuban and we got on the topic of the election. I said, well, what do you think about the election? And, and you know, it took him a minute because I think he wasn't sure, you know, kind of what my thoughts were. You know, of course, bringing up Trump's name and anything scares people horrifically, which is, you know, because the media has done a great job of perpetuating the fear. But, um, and the Democratic Party has done a great job of that. But I will say that what I really noticed from that is he said, I made so much more money under Trump than I did Obama. And this is a blue collar worker. He said, when people who have money make more money, people like me in the service industry, we make more money. We get mm -hmm. more tips. So 
I just, I, I say that, that is the kind of the trickle down economics from uh, Reagan that the Democrats also hate, but, but there is a, a real principle to that. And, you know, when you, that's why taxing the rich, when the rich pay most of the taxes, can't work for our country. It's just, it's just, it is the reality, right? And it's like, if you just only tax the rich, they'll leave. They have means to go do other things and move their companies elsewhere, you know? And it's, it's such a like simplistic way of talking about, you know, how to fix things is to just, well, let's demonize the successful rich people. Let's just mm -hmm. do that. Right. But anyway, but my point is just to go back to say, when Trump was in office, unemployment, all the things, black unemployment, Hispanic unemployment, gas prices, uh, prices of food, um, w the, the trade situation in America was getting better. The border was more secure than it had been under Obama. And so if he is a Republican candidate, they're going to vote for him because their lives were better under him than they have been the last few years. And where their lives started to go downhill was from a manufactured coronavirus out of China, exactly where he said it came from. It, it, that's what created Trump's challenges. Until that coronavirus, everything was better. And so don't you think that like people, it's even more, people are even more heightened to like how things were versus how things are because of, because it was Trump and he was hated so much. And because Biden came in and said, you know, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. And we're going to, you know, you're going to be, your life's going to be so much better under me and all this. And and then it was like, they literally saw in real time how they much worse get better. it they did get not better. get better. So it's almost, like, that almost like it's different than other president, you know, when other presidents come in and say, oh, things are going to get better. It's like almost like people maybe don't notice it as much, but it's almost like this was such a stark decline right. that everybody notices it, that it's yeah. bad. everyone. Well, yeah. and I think people turn to politics even more because they made everything political, like yeah. including right. me. I was never political. So I do think that people were paying more attention, but this reminds me of when you're like, when he said he was going to make everything better, he still thinks he made everything better. Where was that clip that somebody said, someone, a reporter just said, you know, actually confronted him and said, yes. um, uh, if you, if you want to find that Amy, if what, I think she's going to look for it because it was in one of our group texts, but yes. I will say before we move on, I wanted to show, share this with y'all, this tweet. I mean, it does, it kind of goes along with it, but, or maybe it'll segue into what else we're going to do. Did you find it yet, Amy? Yeah, I did. Okay. I just text it to Holly. All right, we'll play. Okay. I just want y'all to hear this because it it really is. And I really want to know, do people, and I'm sure the people who are listening to us <laughs> probably aren't these people. <laughs> Maybe yeah. you are. I hope you are. I hope that you we have, have people in your everybody. lives that are. I hope that we have everybody listening. But I, But the people who still like, do you truly love Biden? Do you really think that he's doing great? And do you really believe what he says in this clip, like, do you really think that the economy is better, that he has made the economy better? Like, I just, it, I can't, a lot of times we're like, are we in an alternate reality? Like there is, it is two different worlds. And we've all tried to, we've had just a major issue that we just talked about with one of our mutual friends. Like we are trying to put ourselves in that position. We constantly do that y'all we and it's always from a place of compassion and uh, trying to come to understanding that's why we watch other we don't want to watch the news but that's why we watch all of it 
because right. we want to see how in the world is it that you can believe this? Uh, because right. I really want to, I, I can't grasp it because they're probably looking at us the same way. You know, they do. Two different worlds. it is two different realities, right? But I, here's the thing. If you have two different people with two opposite realities, the way that you figure out whose reality is more reflective of the truth is you just look for the evidence and the facts. Mm -hmm. um, we can Google gas prices, dipshit. We know that it is not cheaper. Like he goes to the grocery store almost daily. And I'm going to tell you what, every single person in on this listening to our podcast, your mama, you're shopping for a family right now. You know, you know the deal. It is yeah. depressing to go grocery shopping. Yeah, it is. Yes. And uh, I'm sorry for calling the president a dipshit. It's just, I can't stand the gaslighting. I can't stand for you to get Kareem, whatever, you know, Jean-Pierre up there. I mean, she is literally a professional gaslighter when she says she more Americans are experiencing better financial outcomes today. Then no. when? Then the Great Depression? Like, it, like so wild. It is wild. So anyway, my point is just go back to the facts and then let's see the facts tell the story. But the wild thing is, is the media won't cover the facts, which would tell America you're not crazy. You're not mm -hmm. crazy. Everything costs more. Inflation is real. Okay. Yeah. Here's the president. Sorry for calling him a name. Here's the president talking about it. Still <laughs> shows that more Americans are not still disapprove of their handling of the economy. So what specifically would you do this year to turn that around and make Americans feel better about how the economy is doing? If you notice, they're feeling much better about how the economy is doing. What we haven't done is letting them know exactly who got it changed. That's the mm -hmm. part. That's what's happening. You look at the consumer confidence measures, they're way up. Look mm -hmm. across the board. <laughs> Everybody's doing better and they believe it. They know it. And they're just beginning to sink in. Wait, wait. Bless. It's just beginning to sink in, y'all. He's <laughs> literally saying we're all dumb and we just don't know it yet. Like, we just don't mm -hmm. know the truth yet. We're all stupid. Like, we know. But you're um, all, your lived experience is not real. That oh. is such psychological warfare is what it, it is. is really psychological warfare against the American people to stand up there and lie like that. I mean, mm. but you can read comments on even our post about, uh, about when, you know, the post that we did where the CEO is talking about Trump. Uh -huh. There's people who still think this dude has done a good job. Like what criteria do you use to define good? Cause they watch the view. It's wild. <laughs> it's wild to me. It's oh. so wild. Anyway, so again, people, what we're trying to point out, because obviously you can tell our own our own feelings probably about a lot of this stuff, because you know it is what it is, but it's just look at this, like try to take a step back, left, right, wherever you are line, and just look at the actual facts of what has transpired the last six years. Mm -hmm. There's oh, seven years, I guess, almost since 2016, right? So I mean. There's it's it's if you really think they've given Trump a fair shake in the media, which then di kind of dictates the way Americans see things. I would like to understand how you think that's possible. Mm -hmm. And they've given Biden a complete pass. He didn't yep. even campaign. He sat in his basement or his house or whatever 
He didn't show up and he got more votes than any other candidate in history. And he's going to do it again. He's going to sit again and not campaign because he has no nobody he's trying to run against for the Democratic nomination. Well, and even everywhere he shows, like there, not many people are showing up where he goes, you know? No. no. And I do want to no, say y'all think that he's going to make it to the point where he has to debate the Republican nominee? Or do you think he'll be gone by then? Like, are they really going to prop him up on a stage against um, Trump? I, I think thought they weren't not- even going to let him. Are they even going to let him? I, I don't know. Like they're not allowed they, to debate. Yeah, like you're not allowed. Like, what are they going to do? How are they going to? How they're are they going to get past this one? They're going to mm. release disease X. That's what they're going to do. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're going to release disease X and say we can't. We got to. We, we can't debate. We can't be in rooms well, together. We can't. Yeah, it's interesting. Such a coincidence that disease X is here in election year. Yeah, uh, y'all, y'all just think about that. There's just, gonna be yeah. a lot of things happening in election year that it's going to be like oh. Just anytime, I mean, it's already, we're only two weeks into the year and so much is going on. It's like, well, it's 2024. Here yeah. we go. Hey, but I will read this tweet that um, we shared. Liz Wheeler tweeted this. I love this. And I want y'all to just uh, take a listen to this because we'll never forget. Your grandma died alone in the hospital. Your husband was fired over a mandate. Your teenage son has heart problems. You lost your business. You weren't allowed to go to church. Your two-year-old was forced to mask. But you want to forget the whole thing? No, I will never forget. Never. And we will never forget. And risk, and history is just repeating itself, and they're going to keep doing it again if more people don't stand up. And yep. I do want to segue, unless y'all wanted to talk a little bit more about that, that I want to segue into a few more things that they wanted you to forget and not see. Um, the CDC um, is finally being, once again, forced to release their V-safe data. If you don't follow the high wire or I can, the Informed Consent Action Network, please do. They are amazing. They are, the, they are truly an organization, them and Children's Health Defense, that actually get things done and they care. But they, because of a lawsuit, they had to do, have a lawsuit to get CDC to release 7.8 million free text adverse event reactions. Okay, so yes, there's VAERS. So let me just explain it real quick. There's the VAERS reporting system, vaccine vaccine adverse event reporting system. And that was the only thing that we had for vaccine reporting adverse events for years, years, decades, okay? Now with the COVID vaccine, they came up with VSAFE and it was like an app on your phone. So 10 million users, 10 million people did this. These are people who were for the vaccine. They all got the vaccine willingly they were able to document, they were checked in on like a couple, like a week, a couple weeks, months, up to a year. And they got, had check-ins. Well, they were like, like check boxes of fever, chills, little mild symptoms that they say is normal anyway. That's all they had. So then there was a free text field. So if they had any symptoms other than the typical headache, chills, vomiting, diarrhea, that's where people could put it in. And they could do up to like 250 characters. Y'all, there were 7.8 million free text adverse event reaction fields that were entered. CDC wanted to hide all of that. They would not release it. They had to go to court to get this done. They And then they tried to claim, just like with Pfizer, with the 75 years that they didn't want to release it. They said it was too many. It was going to take too long. They wanted to take forever to do it. So now they are being forced to release, I don't know how many, the first 400,000 pages are going to be released, I think, February 15th, if I'm not mistaken. So get your popcorn ready. Um, So this is where 
myocarditis, chest pain, hospital. Like they even, I'm going to give y'all a clip to watch from the high wire in the Substack. So good. So informative, but this is important for y'all to know if they're, if they had nothing to hide, why are they hiding it? Why are they hiding? And, and if people didn't have a bad reaction, then they wouldn't have been putting anything in there. No, right. obviously Everybody's they doing that for fun. And there was some oh. statistics on how many of them actually had, it was like a percentage of people who, you know, had to go to the hospital, missed days of work. So all of this is in there and it's about to be released. So stay tuned on that. And the CDC, they just discovered the emails within the CDC that yeah. acknowledged, that acknowledged they were about to put an alert out on myocarditis and it got... Yep. Hold. Top officials in the CDC saying, okay, it, yeah, we need to discuss this. We need to put an alert out. And then no alert was given. This was in 2021, early on in 2021, right, Kristen? It, yes, it was um, Friday, May 21st, 2021. We It says draft, the subject is draft alert on myocarditis and mRNA vaccines. And might I remind y'all, and of course, I will add this in the Substack again, that they even knew all of these issues with the with Pfizer's, Pfizer's own post authorization data. Go look for that 5.3.6. Um, I mean, I pretty much memorized it all. But even in there, just the cardiovascular events alone, this was as of February 21st. This is three months of data from December 2020 to February 20, uh, 2021. The number of relevant, this is just the cardiac events, number of relevant events. 1,441, of which 946 were serious, 495 non-serious. They said relevant, let's see, and the relevant onset was less than 24 hours to 21 days, okay? Then it said relevant outcome, listen to this, fatal, 136 fatalities. This is just in the cardiovascular section. There's like probably 15 different sections in here. Okay, like neurological, GI, all the stuff. Um, resolved or resolving, 767. Resolved with sequelae, like so res um, residual symptoms, 21. And not resolved, 140. Unknown, 380. But it gets better. Listen to this. Their conclusion, after listening to all of that, this cumulative case review does not raise new safety issues. Surveillance will continue. So in each report, they say that, okay? Um, there's also one thing that they said that they admit, are admitting to is COVID-19. Just the people who got COVID-19 after getting the vaccine, it said <laughs> um, relevant outcome. Is this still? Yes, COVID-19, because it was the same amount. Fatal, 136. Not resolved, 547. Resolved or resolving, 558. Resolved with sequela, 9. And unknown, 2,110. Where'd those people go? Where'd those people go? And the same conclusion. This cumulative case review does not raise new safety. This is straight from Pfizer. They knew. Yeah. They knew, they knew, they knew, and they don't want you to know. Nope. And, and this is why we've all got to do our part in sharing this information, because God forbid, what the, I think the uptake is what at 7% now of boosters. But you oh, got people like Joy Behar saying she's just going to keep boosting because it's going to keep her from dying. She can literally boost herself to death. I'm sorry. I'm I can't believe she hasn't had more issues. I mean, truly. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. 
Well, if she's actually getting it, who knows? You know, I don't trust anything anymore. Like, right. they're she just telling people to do it. To right. it? No, right. I don't know. Like, it's, I, I just, I don't know anymore. But let's also mention uh, Dr. McCullough, Kristen, you want to touch on that cardio study and yeah. his testimony with Dr. Cole that we did put again on our Instagram. We need to tweet that one out too. Yes, there was a, um, they had a congressional testimony and it was Dr. Cole, Dr. Ryan Cole, who we love, Dr. McCullough and Dr. Kirk Mal, Mal, oh, Milhone, M-I-L-H-O-A-N. It was really good. I haven't finished the whole thing, but it was really very interesting just talking about how the booster that's out right now that they're, that they're coercing people and talking about is for a disease that doesn't even exist right now. We're on to a new variant. Okay. So it doesn't even exist. And I, and also Dr. Milhone, I'm probably saying that wrong. He, um, I love what he said. We did share this on a reel like that, you know, they could have claimed ignorance in the beginning, but we are, we have moved past ignorance and now into malice because when you know, and willing to willingly do this, it, it is not ignorance anymore. They cannot claim that. They can't mm-hmm. because they know and they knew. Um, but I will just point out and I'll add this to um, our Substack. I printed it out because, you know, I don't trust anything online anymore. But Dr. McCullough did send this that there, the, um, there is a recent review. Autopsy findings in cases of fatal COVID-19 vaccine induced myocarditis. Um, they basically looked at uh, 1,691 studies, but got it down to 28, uh, 14 papers that contained 28 autopsy cases. And they said the likelihood of a causal link between COVID-19s and death from myocarditis, basically proving using the Bradford Hill criteria, which is like the top notch criteria, looking at the temporality, like when it happened, all the plausibility, all the things, all the factors, um, it says all 28 cases, 100% were found to have a high likelihood of being causally linked to COVID-19 vaccine in accordance with independent adjudication. So just showing y'all that there is proof. You can show this to your doctor and go ahead and see what they say. Mm-hmm. I want the, see, the thing is, the doctors aren't looking at this. The CDC, this is not going to be shared. This is why we want you to see this and you to know this and you to have access to this so that you have actual facts and actual proof. That's right. That's right. And it's just, again, the more you know, and then the more you can share and the more you can protect yourselves and your family, because this is, it's just so, it's so, it's, I don't know, has ever in history anything like this happened where, I I mean, there were billions of people that took this vaccine. Mm. That's why they can't go back on it now. They can't go back on it. I mean, they have to double down on the lie because can you imagine after all that they did to coerce all these yeah. people? I can't remember the percentage of Americans that took it. It was a high percentage. Like we are, yeah. we are in the minority, the ones yeah. who did it. And it but was. To go it, back and tell them now Yes. that, whoops, we knew all of this. I mean, they can't, they have to take it to the grave and they're going to. Well, yeah. and I want to bring this up because this segues right into this too. If y'all don't know about fluoride, They've done the same thing with fluoride. Yep. You know, we've talked about with Dr. Mark on here a little bit. We touched on it a little bit, but not as much as I wanted to. I want to get somebody else back on too. But um, y'all need to look. Children's Health Defense just um, had an interview with one of the lawyers, and they have um, a documentary called Fluoride on Trial. Mm-hmm. If you want to hear about something else that they knew has neurotoxic effects, 
They still went with it anyway, doubled down, still trying to double down, and they tried to hide it. It took a lawsuit for them to get them to release this data, and CDC intervened. Yeah, I'm going to link it. Y'all need to watch it, and you need to share it with your dentist because uh, it, this is another thing that people are willfully blind, the cognitive dissonance, and if they admit that, they are screwed because look at what they've done, especially with pregnant women and with babies, especially bottle fed babies, because it's worse in the developing fetus and with the younger, you know, the babies that are developing, especially when you have the bottle fed babies, because they're having the water that has fluoride in it. So you have to, you, you need to pay attention. It is like the, it, the evidence is clear and they admit it on, on the stand. That's right. Mm. And guys, Speaking of another narrative, and we won't do a deep dive on this today, but we do want to bring this up because it just came up um, this last week. The Free Press, again, Barry Weiss's uh, uh, outlet called the Free Press, big fans over here. Um, Coleman Hughes is a black journalist that has been interviewed by her and had been featured by her on the Free Press. Coleman Hughes wrote this past January 16th, what really happened to George Floyd? Now, remember in 2020, where, where was this unrest that was affecting the, 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 the election, right? What was all that we had? We had the pandemic and we had the whole George Floyd thing, again, bringing divide and really advancing the narrative of, of racism is, you know, America's worst problem, right? It's what they were basically trying to say. But what he says is that it's been almost four years since his death in police custody sparked those riots. But. Since then, thanks to the reporting of mainstream journalists, everyone seemed to settle on a consensus about what happened to him, you know, and that basically he was killed by Derek Chauvin um, with conscious cruelty. But it says, if journalism is the first draft of history, then this draft is now due for a major revision. A new documentary by Alpha News, The Fall of Minneapolis, challenges three key parts of the story that are now accepted as fact but probably, let's be real, most Americans don't even know this is now fact. The knee on the neck hold was Chauvin's signature move as opposed to a standard. So in other words, sorry, this is what people are accepting as fact that's actually not true. The, world, the Americans think that the knee on the neck hold that Chauvin did was um, his signature move. No, it was actually a standard maneuver practiced by the Minneapolis Police Department. They, most people think that asphyxiation was the cause of George Floyd's death. No. And then third, Chauvin received a fair trial by an impartial jury. He says that's also not true. So I encourage you to go read the article. Go watch. I have not watched um, yet, but I'm curious to see because this was such a disruptor of our entire country. And it was and the narrative was advanced again by the mainstream media and by the Democratic Party and by Black Lives Matter that we now know is a complete hoax. It's a sham. And the, just think about it, guys, the fact that we couldn't say all lives matter, mm -hmm. even though that's the truth and we mean that and we believe Black Lives Matter mean as every bit as much as a white life or a brown life or a yellow, orange, whatever color you are life. The fact that we were made to believe we couldn't even say that or we were racist bigots. This is why we're not going to shut up anymore, because we were trying to be polite for a while. We were trying to kind of, you know, maybe not fight and cause great traumatic division within this country, but it's already done. And now those of us with sense, we're not shutting up anymore. We're not playing by your politically correct speech rules. We're done. Mm. We're done. 
And I hope to God that he gets a second trial. Really, if this is true, what, what Coleman is saying, Derek Chauvin has been wrongfully. Well, he's prison. dead. Derek Chauvin is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was killed in prison. Mm-hmm. Oh, shoot. I mm-hmm. forgot that, y'all. <laughs> yeah, conveniently, they had to get rid of him, I'm sure, just like Epstein, you know? Hey, wasn't the um, camera off on that, too? Yeah. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Somehow mm-hmm. the camera got turned off then, too. Oh. You go, hmm. Hmm. And there was something else weird awesome. about it, too. I can't remember what it was. Something else weird about it that was like, okay. You know we were over here questioning everything, but, I mean, it's. Hey, and speaking of questioning everything, He's another dead. thing I want to watch is uh, the, the MLK myth. Y'all might want to listen to Charlie Kirk, his interview. Um, that is, uh, my husband was listen, had listened to it. He was like, dude, you need to listen to this. That. Y'all, this is stuff that I never knew. Yeah. We were never taught. They don't talk about this. Yeah. It's just, look, once again, it is, I just, I'm open to hearing everything. It, it is so interesting and so fascinating. I mean, look, just like 9-11. I mean, yeah. I, I, I am questioning every damn thing. Right. We're not going to take anything at face value anymore. And we've been shattering our own illusions for three and four years now. So might as well keep going. Might as well. well, you know what, too, in the whole me, and I haven't gotten to finish listening. I've started listening to, to the episode. Um, one of the things I think, too, is, you know, there are people in history, all of us, we're very imperfect people that can still do beneficial things for society, even being completely flawed. And one of the things that I think that that purpose of that interview was to say, MLK said some incredible truths that I think we all hold to be absolutely true, right? Which is to judge someone by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. What they talk about is how, you know, some of King's own inner circle testified to him abusing women and then also being a philanderer, right? Like that he was running around on his wife, 40 some plus affairs, whatever, which, I, which I'm not going to speak whether that's true or not, because I don't know. But this is what their point, I think, was to say that that we have created a holiday around a human that did that said some things that were it said and stood for things that we all would agree are true. But we can't idolize these people either, because and I think there was some question. JFK even told um, Martin Luther King at one point, you got to get the communists out of your inner circle. Right. So I guess just to say there was some political movement within what was happening that was also perhaps not good for the country. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I guess, I guess really that what we should all say is nothing's probably all good or all bad. Right. Yeah. I mean, there, it's just not, we're human. Well, nobody's, nobody's perfect. I think I, it was just interesting. Like I didn't realize he got the Margaret Sanger award. Like I think that there are just certain things that like, yeah. it's not that I'm going to like say, Oh my God, now I don't like anything that he stood for or any of his yeah. Anything because I love a lot of the things still that he said, but I think it's just interesting. Once again, it's like, what are we being taught? What are we being taught to think? We're not really being taught to think, you know, we're being yeah. told what to think well, and what to think about people. And also, right. I feel like it's like when they were saying the, I can't remember the quote, but it's like, you got to look at the fruit of, yeah. you know, yeah. and so you look at everything that you'll know a tree by its fruit. And when you look at, you know, the the black community in America right now, like they are, it's not where it was even back then. There were more families, they were married, they were working towards things. Yep. And, you know, it, it goes into how 
the government came in and the whole welfare thing. And it's like, they made it to where you could not have a man in the house if you wanted to get government assistance. So Mm -hmm. the marriage rate went from like 80% to like 80% not being married. I mean, it was like a total flip-flop in one generation. And that was just what was so eye-opening to me. It's like, you know, there's just a lot, there's a lot to it. Yeah. It's a lot. Well, I think that's what we need to look at and we need to evaluate. And the government is so big. It is so, so, so big. So many Americans are employed by the government that nobody wants to really dismantle it. That's the, the and, and, and it's oversized. It's, I don't think this is what the founding fathers imagined at all for our federal government to become. And so many of these programs have not served the communities for which it says it serves. Mm -hmm. You know, and we saw the stat, we reported this a couple of episodes ago. How many was it, how many people was it y'all that was on government assistance that are not even citizens of the United States? How Um, is that serving mm -hmm. us? Like how, how is that serving us as a country? It's in, in, that's why I think going back to Trump at the beginning of this thing, and it's, and this is not me telling anyone to support or vote for him. This is me saying, He's a wrecking ball to the institutions that probably need to be wrecked. And that terrifies Mm -hmm. everything. We need to destroy some of the institutions in this country and programs and the overspending and all. We have got to rein this in. And I think most of us think none of the typical politicians are going to do it. They won't have the courage to do it. So... Here we are. But y'all, I know we got to wrap this up, but I just, I, Kristen's going to get the Substack out. Go subscribe to our Substack. Thank you to all of you who are now paid subscribers. We yeah. thank you. It allows us to continue to produce these things and to cover the things. We are three working moms already. Uh, we are busy and yeah. we appreciate the things that help us cover our costs of going to events and things that we can cover for you firsthand and, just, you know, uh, get things done. So we just appreciate it. If you'll go, uh, check out our Substack. Just thank the podcast. Kristen's going to have every single link of everything we've talked to, to talked to you about today, so that you can uh, reference. And I do want to point out if anybody was interested in the Purify Hydrogenator, um, we actually have a bigger discount and a different code now. So now it is just think fifteen. It was just think ten. Now it's just think fifteen. Gets you fifteen percent off, which is forty three dollars. If you're just if you're getting the picture, we just know that that's forty three dollars off plus twenty dollars off for shipping, free shipping. So it's really you get sixty three dollars off of that picture. So it's amazing. Um, so just wanted to let you know if you're interested in that. Uh, we wanted to make sure y'all y'all saw that, and that link will be in there as well. Yes. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us this week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
Oh, 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 oh,